The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. And as you know, we always have something fresh, new, and exciting for you here at the prophetic voice of our time. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. And for those of you that have been paying attention the past couple of weeks, you should know that myself and Pastor Christina are in the Philippines Right now, we're holding a number of leadership trainings, conferences, and healing crusades in the Philippines. And let me tell you, God is really moving right there in the nation of the Philippines. So you should be excited. God is really moving and working throughout the world. As long as people are willing to have faith and obey him and follow his call, then he's willing to perform miracles, signs, and wonders. But those of you that are still in the States, we are grateful for your prayers and also your prayers. Those of you that have sowed financial seeds in supporting this ministry, this mission trip, you help us really spread the message of the gospel all throughout the world. And those of you that maybe haven't given yet, you're still opportunity to give even now, even though we're already in the Philippines, there's still things that need to be paid. And Those of you that decide to give an offering and sow financial seed into this ministry, we use it to train other believers. So if God is pressing on your heart and pressing on your heart to give an offering, to donate towards this mission or donate towards this radio ministry, you can do so online at SOGMI.org. Again, that is SOGMI.org. That's our website for Sons of God Ministries International. You can just click the donate button. You can do a monthly gift or you can do a one-time gift with your credit card. Each and every one of you that support us, you help make this radio ministry possible. You help make it possible for us to go into all the world and train God's believers because we believe that God's people should be empowered, okay? It's not enough for people to just sit and warm up pews. No, we're not satisfied with that because we want anyone who believes in God, anyone who knows about the goodness of Jesus, to be able to operate in the supernatural. Before I get on with the main message for this week, I want to read this scripture from Mark 16, starting with verse 17. And it says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak in new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. See, these are the kinds of signs and miracles that are supposed to follow those of us that believe, all right? Because that's Jesus talking there. Those are the signs of a believer, that they lay hands on the sick and they are healed, that they cast out demons. So we as Christians should be operating in the supernatural each and every day. That should be the normal for us. The extraordinary should be our ordinary because we have inside of us the Holy Spirit. You know, with Satan, we know about demon possession. So people can be possessed by a demon 
But a demon is a fallen angel. We as believers have the living God, the omnipotent, all-powerful God living inside us. So it's far greater than any other kind of possession. When we have inside of us the Holy Spirit, and the same Holy Spirit that's in me is the same Holy Spirit that's in you. So we should not limit one another. We should not limit each other or even ourselves because we have the Spirit of God inside of us. So because of that, we should operate in the miraculous. Amen. So that's the kind of supernatural life we're supposed to be living each and every day. So this week, and this is likely to become a multiple-part series, but I want to talk about the journey that we as believers are supposed to go on as we approach maturity, as we mature and we continue. Because again, we're not supposed to stagnate. We're not supposed to stay still where we're at. We have to keep going higher and higher and higher towards the mark of the high calling to bring forth and manifest God's kingdom here on the earth. Okay? So I want us to go all the way back to Genesis. And it's Genesis 12. And this is the call of Abram, who later on becomes Abraham. So, and this is Genesis chapter 12, starting with verse 1. It says, The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. So those of you that might be a little bit older, don't count yourselves out, okay? You're never too old, and you're never too young to be called by the Lord. We know that Josiah became king over Israel when he was just eight years old, all right? So God is not limited by the age of the person, only by their faith and obedience. And so we see here... Abraham received the call, and what does the scripture said? He immediately obeyed the Lord and obeyed the call. Verse 4, it says, So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, all the possessions he had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. So this is kind of the first step towards our maturity. So Abraham already believed in God, but Abraham received a call. And we as believers, all of us will receive a call, which is to do something more, do something greater than we even have initially intended for ourselves. That's the first step in this journey is to receive the call and to really obey the call. And you have to notice something significant about with Abraham. So God was saying to leave from his own country leave his own people and his father's household to a land that he will show him. And this land is the promised land, which later would be called Israel, okay? So this is a land that is promised by God for Abraham, but something he had to do is he had to leave something that was comfortable. He had to leave something that was stable. He had to leave something that brought stability and the status quo that he had been relying on. All of those things he had to leave. Now, this is kind of a crossroads for Abraham's life because he had a choice. He could stay in his father's household where he had always been provided for, where everything was comfortable, and perhaps Abraham could have lived a satisfactory 
life. Maybe he would have inherited his father's estate, would have continued doing whatever was going on there, but he would not have been completely satisfied. He would not have reached the fullness of what God had in store for him. And those of us that want to truly reach the fullness of what God has for us, it will require us to step out of our comfort zone, that we're going to have to choose whether we want this stability, these things that we've always relied on, or whether we're going to rely on God. And there's something significant about this calling that God has for Abraham, because the blessing that God spoke over Abraham was not just to bless him. It says, he said to Abraham, I will make you a great nation and will bless you. Okay, that's a blessing for Abraham. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham, God called him to be blessed, not just for himself. He called him to be blessed so that he could be a blessing for others. And we as believers... Our call is like that because we're adopted sons and daughters of Abraham. So because of that, we are inheritors of that calling where we are supposed to be a blessing to others as we obey God. And all the nations of the earth should be blessed through us because we're continuing that call. Abraham became a blessing to all the earth because through his descendants, he brought forth the nation of Israel and he brought forth the Messiah. And now we are sons and daughters of Abraham. And we are continuing that call. We should continue to be a blessing to all the nations of the earth to continue to fulfill that calling. And I want to redirect our focus for just a little bit. So in the world, a lot of people are lost, confused. They don't know what to do with their lives because there is this continued trend of people want to abdicate responsibility They want to live for themselves. That's why you see more and more people, they don't want to have kids. They'd rather have pets. They don't want to get married because there's a disdain for taking on responsibility and carving up and building up something that you've built and you've done. Now, the thing is, though, you'll find that many people who willingly take on responsibility and don't just live for themselves, they will find the most satisfaction in life because the best things in life They don't come easily or freely, but you have to work for them. And you see, in the call of Abraham, God was calling Abraham out from something where maybe things were provided for him, and he had to carve up and establish a land that was his own. And we as believers, and we as humans, humans are kind of driven to where they want to establish a domain that is their own Whether it's, oh, well, I'm the best at this one thing. I'm a manager at this position. I'm a CEO of this company. Something where they can have pride that this is what I've accomplished. In the world, even, they're aware of something like this. For example, if somebody who's depressed and they were to talk to a shrink or a psychologist, the psychologist will say, well, you need to get some goals and you need to work towards those goals. Because deep down in the human psyche, we desire to be useful, we desire to be successful at something to where we're not a waste of space, that we don't feel like we're a waste of space. And that's true even in the body of Christ. But see, in the body of Christ, we can take things even further. So yes, it's true. We, even in the body of Christ, we desire to be useful. We desire to be successful in something. We don't want to just sit there 
and not have any worth. We want to feel worthwhile. And you can see even in the book of Genesis, when God created man at the very beginning, he gave them a task, right? Man was given dominion over all the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the field. And then God had Adam name all the animals. So even at the very beginning, mankind had a job to do and a task and something that they had a domain over. That's why all humans desire instinctually on some level to have responsibility and authority over some domain, whatever that domain is that you've carved out. There's a desire amongst humans to have that. And even in the world, they realize this. I'm not treading new ground here, but what I want to point out here is that, yes, in doing that, in establishing a domain, some place where you are successful, where you have authority, you will find some satisfaction. You will find some amount of fulfillment in that. But the greatest satisfaction, the greatest fulfillment that you will ever find is shown to us here in this call where Abraham was called. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, your father's household, to the land I will show you. And that's the significant part. The greatest fulfillment you will ever find in life is when you go to inhabit the land that God showed you to inhabit. Because you might carve out a land for yourself. You might carve out some place where you're successful, where you find some fulfillment. But God knows us and knows our hearts better than anybody else. He knows how far we can go. And so when we allow God to lead us to a new land that we've never been to before, that he shows us, that is where you will find the greatest satisfaction the greatest fulfillment in your life that you could possibly ever see. And you'll see in the rest of that call, it says, right, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you, and all the peoples of the earth will be a blessing through you. So in that, Abraham, he has a domain that God carved out for him. He is useful and he is a blessing to all of those around him. So Abraham gets to have satisfaction and fulfillment in knowing that he's done something worthwhile. He's done something that has touched other people and have benefited other people. And for us in the body of Christ, we should all be able to make that claim as well. And understand, so in Abram's case, this was a physical land, right? The promised land. But all of us, we all have a promised land as well, a land that God has carved out for us, that is perfect for us, and he wants to lead us there. He wants to lead you to your promised land, okay? And understand, it's not necessarily a physical land, okay? It could be an industry. It could be a certain business. It could be whatever it is. But the promised land for you is wherever God is can make you, use you to the best of your ability so that you will be made into a great nation, so that you will be a blessing to others and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you and you'll be successful at it. So some of you, your promised land is in the media industry. For some of you, their promised land is in the technology industry. Some of you in the engineering, in education. It's wherever God is leading you. That's your promised land. But you have to allow 
God to lead you there, right? And to get to that point, to get to the place where God wants you to be, where God needs you to be so that you can be successful, so that you can be useful, you can be a blessing, you can take on responsibility, you can have that domain that you are ruling and reigning in, it means you have to leave your comfort zone. You have to go out from your father's household, go out from the country you've lived in all your life, and understand, living in that country, he was able to get food always the same way. He had his water and provisions and housing provided that same way. Everything that you've relied on in the past, you have to be willing to allow God to shake all of that up. Because suddenly, Abram and his family, they lived a certain way. And then when God called them out of that place, everything was different. They had to rethink about the way they got their food. They had to rethink about the way they got their water. They had to rethink the way they dealt with shelter. So on your journey to the promised land that God has for you, you're going to need to rethink the way you do everything because we need to be reliant on God. Because that journey, it's a testament to how willing you are to rely on God. And we know Abram, he was put in the hall of fame of faith because he was willing to leave everything, forsake everything that he knew, because he held true to the promise of God. And I want you to think back now to the promises of God in your life. That promise in your life needs to be so real, it needs to be so self-evident that it's true, that that promise will come true, that you need to be willing to do whatever it takes to get it. I want to share with you this parable that Jesus shared in Matthew chapter 13, starting with verse 44. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. You see, to attain the fullness of what God has for you, that blessing that's so much greater than anything you have, anything that you currently can imagine for yourself. Because I want you to think about Abraham. What he had in mind for his life was nowhere near as big as what God had in mind for his life. Because Abraham, he probably would have been satisfied, okay, if, if he has some land and he's successful, maybe he has a lot of cattle, a nice house, a nice car, right? A pretty wife, nice kids, and some grandkids— oh, then, you know, he'll be happy and satisfied, right? But God's vision for Abraham's life was so much bigger, right? Because through Abraham, the Son of God would be born. Through Abraham and through his descendants, all the nations of the earth received salvation. That's so big and so large that how would he even have been able to fathom it? And you have to understand that treasure, that blessing that God has for you, you might think you can see a little piece of it right now, but it's so much bigger, so much grander than anything you can imagine for yourself. And I want you to keep that perspective in mind. So in the same way, Christ said, the kingdom of heaven is like that treasure hidden in a field. The treasure is so much greater than what the man already had. It's so much grander than what he already had for himself, and he recognized that. We need to recognize the value of the blessing that God is giving us an opportunity to receive. So what did he do? He sold everything that he had, all the things of the old, 
he was willing to give up to receive that blessing that was greater than anything that he had. So that's the first part of this series, is that the first step as believers, as we have already come into the kingdom of God, our first step towards maturity is receiving the call of God. But it's not just enough to receive the call, because the scripture tells us many are called, but few are chosen. Why is that? Because those that are chosen are those that are willing to lead their father's household, those that are willing to journey into the wilderness, journey into the unknown realm, because that's what you have to do. You have to go into the unknown, the mystery, to a land that God will show you. And once you reach that land, you will take dominion of it, and you will rule and reign and take part in establishing the kingdom of God here on this earth. So I encourage you, don't lose sight of that treasure. Don't lose sight of that blessing. And think back to the promises that God has spoken over you, because God is willing and able to manifest them in your life even now. Don't think it's too late for you. Don't think it's too early for you. Okay, Abraham was in his 70s when God called him, okay? So I don't want to hear any excuses. It's never too late for you, and it's never too early for you. God is no respecter of persons, because our language is love. We always speak with love to one another and to others, and our currency is faith and obedience to Jesus Christ. And what is currency? It's an exchange of value. So the more faith you have, the more of your willingness to believe that you have, the more God is going to manifest miracles in our life. And as we step towards that, as we step towards receiving and obeying the call, we are going to be one step closer to having all those signs follow us as believers. That the sick would be healed, that blessings would manifest, that families would be restored and receive spiritual healing. That's what we want to see in this nation. We want to see the political sector transformed. We want to see the media sectors transformed. We want to see our education sector transformed. It starts with us, each of us as believers, looking at the call God has given us and stepping out in faith to obey him. Amen? Well, I'm running out of time for this week. You're going to just have to come back next week. So that was the first part. The journey of a believer is they have to receive the call. So continuing on, we're going to continue talking a little bit about this journey of maturity that we as believers go through as we reach the fullness that God has for us in Jesus Christ. And it's all the way in that journey as we work towards the promised land. Amen. So we are still in the Philippines, and we're going to be here probably for another week or so. But it's not too late for you guys to support us if you're enjoying this radio ministry or you're enjoying the message that we are getting out there and that we are sharing with others. You can support us. And, you know, every little bit helps. Even if it's $10, $20, obey the Lord. That's the important part as long as you are obeying the Lord and you are sincere in your gift. So you can help us and support us by going to www org Again, that is www.sogmi.org and hit that donate button. And on that website, you'll also find past broadcasts of this radio show. We're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, and you can listen right on our website. We have hundreds of episodes, and so you can definitely fill up a week just listening to all the stuff that we shared here. In addition to that, We live stream our Sunday morning services at Freedom Fellowship Church every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And if you're in the San Antonio area, you can actually come and visit one of our Sunday services. We're at 8419 
Callahan Road. We meet every 1030 a.m. Sunday mornings and also 7 p.m. Sunday evenings and 7 p.m. Wednesday evenings. Again, that is 8419 Callahan Road. And thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. And I hope that this message is getting to you, that your ears are being open to hear the word of God and receive it in fullness and that your eyes are being open to see in the spiritual realm because God really is moving and continue to pray for us, continue to pray for this nation and our leaders. It doesn't matter whether you like our leadership or not, whether you like the politicians in Washington or not, we have to pray for them because wouldn't it be great if they would hear the voice of God and they would obey and enact his will here in the United States of America. So it doesn't matter if you didn't vote for them. It doesn't matter if you don't like them. You have to pray for them, but not out of hatred, but out of love and compassion to see God's will manifested here on this earth and to see his glory cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. Amen. Well, we are out of time. So thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. I'm Joshua Sasso. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.